This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. You're listening to episode 18, School's Out for the Summer, of the In Between podcast, where you'll hear conversations on marriage, parenting, faith, and everything in between. My name is Daniel M. And I'm Christina M. Whoa, you belted that out. Oh, yeah. We're not out of school just yet, but by the time this podcast drops, we have two more days of this school. This is true. This is true. Now, moving since moving to Middle Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Everything is earlier. School starts in August, and it also ends in May. Right. Whereas growing up, we're used to the September-June rhythm. Yes. So it's really <laughs> weird to pick out, you know, the first day of clothing for school, and it's still like shorts and t-shirts. Yeah, it's summer. It's not fall. It's a <laughs> little bizarre. Right. And growing up in Canada, I don't know about you, Daniel, but our schools never had air conditioning. You're right. It didn't. It didn't need to. Right. So maybe the last two weeks of um, June would get kind of hot. So I remember we would like open up all the windows and they would have fans and stuff, but there was no air conditioning. (laughs) Sounds so ghetto. Right. (laughs) But we didn't need it. And here, I mean, if you didn't have air conditioning, I think kids would pass out. Yeah. No, it would be dangerous, actually. Yes, that's true. With how hot it gets. That's true. Uh, Now, not as hot as Vegas or Phoenix or, you know, Arizona, those areas. But, you know, it gets gets pretty hot here. It's sweltering, I would say. Yeah. So since we're talking about summer and whether you're about to, whether it feels like summer, whether your kids are almost in summer or or whatever that looks like, what we're wanting to talk about today is how to explore your city without breaking the bank. Mm -hmm, Because I think it's really easy to explore your city with spending a ton of money. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you know, money is of uh, no, (laughs) what is it, of no regard or whatnot, then uh, you could do anything and everything, right? So, especially all those touristy spots. Why listen to the podcast? Just fly us down wherever you are and we'll just give you a live podcast. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So, for, uh, it's it's funny though. (laughs) I don't know where that came from. Don't do that. That'd be weird. Okay. So, but even, Christina, if you remember the Valentine's gift I gave you, Mm -hmm. it was kind of coupons every month a little date here and there it was funny because as i was putting together the dates (laughs) it was funny the comment you get you made to me afterwards after saying how grateful you were you're like whoa all these are really expensive they are and and part of it was i wanted to explore the city so we live in nashville you know the home of country music Mm -hmm. so we wanted to i want to go see a concert at the Opry. Oh, completely. I do too. Right. But I mean, yeah, it's going to be expensive. And, right. And going to see the Preds and this and that. So what we want to talk about today is not any of the touristy stuff in your city, nothing that's going to break the bank, but cheap and uh, just easygoing ways mm-hmm. to explore your city, have fun as a family, as a couple, um, without breaking the bank. Right. Because I think even looking back on my childhood, I uh, can't pinpoint the times, I would think, other than Disney, Mm -hmm. that my parents spend a whole lot of money to have memories together versus like, you know, went on a family picnic or whatnot. So that, you know, it doesn't matter to me as, as a kid or as an adult looking back on my childhood. What I remember is that they took the time 
um, out of their very busy schedule to, you know, have family time to carve out that time together. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's what we're going to do really about uh, we're going to share 10 ways of really being able to explore your city, but also to take that time out and to um, enjoy your family. Yeah, that's going to be good. Now, before we get to those 10 ways, um, actually, you know, Christina, we listed them in our notes, one to 10. Let's do like a countdown. 10 to 1. Oh, <laughs> who used to do that again on late night? Uh, uh, not Jimmy Fallon. Who was before? David Letterman. Remember he used to do the top 10? Mm, I was more of a Jay Leno kind of guy. Oh, okay. I don't really watch David Letterman. Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> Dave, if you're listening, shout out to you. <laughs> you're showing your age. Uh, right. So, but before we do that, let's read a review here. This one is from... I. I always butcher the usernames. Run, Lele, run. Or run, Leah, Leah, run. Yeah, but if it's Leah, wouldn't it be a L-E-A-H? No, not all the time. Oh, I like Lele. Okay. Run, Lele, run. <laughs> My favorite and is the title. Five stars. Thank you. And here is what this individual said. I absolutely love the honesty and humor and real life in all these episodes. I laugh out loud at work all the time listening to these podcasts and eagerly <laughs> await each new one. I think that anyone can relate to the topics, experiences, and life situations. I appreciate that the show addresses topics that can be tough to talk about, and they do so in a way that shows a genuine caring for others. Thank you, Run Lele or Run Leah Leah Run <laughs> for sending that in. That's if you awesome. haven't yet listened to episode 16, be sure to go back and listen to that because in that episode, we talk about strengths in marriage. Now, if you're not married, Married, it's fine. Please do go back and listen to that because we mm-hmm. talk a lot about Strengths Finder and discerning uh, just what you are good at, what you are, right. you know, just how to how to figure that out. And and one of the things that we're doing from that is we're giving away ten Strengths Finder codes. Each code Woo-hoo. is worth twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. And to enter the draw to win one of those, all you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Leave a rating and review, take a screenshot, and email it to us at inbetweenpodcast at gmail.com. Okay, that's inbetweenpodcast at gmail.com. I have, am. Yes, I am. And what you have to do is just do that by next week because during episode, when episode 19 goes live, we're going to post the winners on our website. So be sure to enter that because not only will you enter into the chance to win one of those Strengths Finder codes, but one couple will actually win an hour of coaching from us uh, because I'm a strengths finder coach. Mm-hmm. And, and what we'll do is I'll really help you dig through the assessment, dig through your results and map out a path for continued learning and development in and through that. So please do that. It'd be awesome to get a ton of reviews in because that just helps a ton and, and we read every single one of them. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's jump into it. And uh, before we talk about our 10 ways to explore um, your city, we do want to say that, you know, I think we're talking in a way that maybe uh, is more applicable to a family that has one parent staying at home. Uh, But we don't want to definitely say this is the only way you can explore your city. So regardless if we're talking like that or not, please make sure to uh, think about the fact that, you know, if you can't just do this during the week, do it on a weekend. Here are some, uh, you know, 10 ways to explore your city on the weekend. Yeah, precisely. Okay, so number 10, make a list of 10 playgrounds or spray parks that you want to check out. 
Yeah, I know that sounds like a lot. And so, you know, it doesn't have to be 10. Make a list of, you know, five or six or whatnot of different places that you want to go check out. So whether it be, you know, if it's somewhere really hot, then maybe a spray park is better. Or you've heard about this really neat new park that they've, um, you know, put in a different area that's close to you. Mm -hmm. What I enjoy about this is there are some of us on the personality spectrum that we like the same thing. Right. So I would rather just have our kids play in our backyard or go to our community playground. Mm -hmm. Uh, But for our children, it's it's really I mean, it's it's really new and exciting to go and visit. It's kind of like an adventure. It's like, oh, we've been to that playground. Oh, what about that one? And it's a new way to explore. And one thing that I love, Christina, every time you bring our kids out to a playground or spray park, a lot of times it's because uh, you are staying at home. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I'll see you post on Facebook. Hey, I'm going to be going here. Anyone want to join me? And oftentimes it's cool. Other friends, uh, close ones and ones that you kind of, you know, see a couple times a year will right. actually respond and be like, oh, I'd love to go. Mm-hmm. And I've had friends who've actually specifically mentioned to me, they're like, Christina, we love how you love to plan things because that actually stresses me out trying mm-hmm. to plan all these things for my kids and keep them fed and, you know, safe during the summer. So we love when you mention or you ask us to be like, hey, do you want to meet here at this certain time? Pack this, this, this is what we're doing. Pack a picnic lunch and let's just spend, you know, the morning together or the afternoon together. Yeah, and I would encourage you those days you are going to a spray park, especially during the summer, as a parent, bring your bathing suit. Yes. Yeah, don't try to be all cool and because I've been to spray parks together where there are some parents kind of just standing or sitting down and Mm -hmm. washing the kids while they're sweltering and it's just super hot. You know what? Just enjoy it. Go in with your kids. And if you want to have some adult time where you're talking, I mean, that can be before. It can be if you if you pack a picnic lunch, mm-hmm. that can be a time for a lot of talking. But I mean, to be able to go in and and I would just say even uh, tr- one of the times or a few times actually experience the spray park or the playground as a kid. Yes. And, and go on the swings Completely. with your kids. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think I think your kids would really. Uh, enjoy that. And I mean, I love doing that. So I would rather do that than talk with the adults anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Or stand there and be like crazy hot. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So two minor points, I guess, about these things that I've learned uh, to make life easier is one, um, just quickly look on like Google Street View about the new park or the new spray park that you're checking out Mm -hmm. because they usually have a good like 360 picture view of what you're going to. So there have been times where I was like, oh, nobody can go. I'm going to go on my own. And I look at the Google Street View and I look at how massive it is and how there's like, you know, when the kids are young, they don't love all those big things that dunk them and all of that. And I look at it, I go, oh, actually, that's really not age appropriate for my kids or vice versa. Like it has three little dinky, you know, spray things. I'm like, "Uh, my eight year old is going to, you know, laugh at how simple this is. So, yeah, yeah, because sometimes because sometimes on the website, they're either going to show the glamour shots of the park or there's just not going to be that, you know, the media is not going to be that good. And if you're not familiar with Street View, just Google it. (laughs) But honestly, all you all you gotta do is go to Google Maps, zoom in on where you want to be. And then there's like a little person. uh, If you click around a bunch, you'll actually see something called Street View. And it'll actually because they have the Google cars that'll go around and 
It's, it's <laughs> yeah. actually, it's, it's pretty crazy, <laughs> where, crazy where it's, it's fun <laughs> because you can kind of go down the Google street view hole uh-huh. and I mean, we've looked at our old house. Yeah. And, see what I mean, they've done yeah. to their garden. Yeah. <laughs> we sound like creepers. Totally. But it's fun. <laughs> it's fun to explore that and, and just see how things have changed because they do it probably every couple of years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I agree. And the second minor point is let's just talk picnic lunch for a little bit. Yeah. Because I know sometimes that it is stressful to think about when the world am I supposed to pack my kids uh, and for myself. And so sometimes, you know, you're thinking, ah, let's just go and grab something um, to eat out, which is fine. That's totally fine. But that gets expensive if you're going to like these 10 parks and you're thinking at $20, $25 a pop for lunch, it's adding up. That's where your money's going. So let's talk. This is what I usually pack. Mm-hmm. And I mean, feel free to copy or to be like, that's the most disgusting lunch ever. Do I'm going to do the exact opposite. So I always pack, you know, like baby carrots and hummus or um, like peppers my kids love. I do uh, blueberries or strawberries or like even apples. And then I'll pack um, cheese and crackers and some sort of, you know, lunch meat. My kids love turkey. And I'll pack that in and then um, we'll, you know, eat that for lunch. If there's extras, we'll use that for snacks. Mm -hmm. And that's usually what lunch looks like for yeah. us. And if your kids are old enough, you can actually involve them in, you know, making and packing lunch because mm-hmm. those are all really, I mean, it doesn't require a stove. It's, it's really easy things to do. And, and days when I join you guys on this, what we'll typically do is have a big breakfast, a really big mm-hmm. breakfast so that when we go out for lunch and we're eating these snacky type of uh, foods, it's 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 okay because I mean they're not going to want to sit down and eat for forty five minutes either. It's going to be like five ten minutes and see you later. I want to go right. play again and then maybe come back and snack and graze a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. awesome. So that's a that's a great point, Christina. Not only for this one, but for all of them as you're exploring your city, we always say pack a lunch because mm-hmm. uh, it's just going to save you a lot of money in the long run. All right, let's go on to number nine. Um, we would suggest attending at least one outdoor concert or festival or free movie. And so I think the internet is really your best friend at this point of trying to find, you know, different concerts or different uh, festivals happening in different communities or counties. So I know there's some that are especially around holidays like Memorial Day or whatnot, or maybe the anniversary of mm-hmm. someone famous who've, who's grown up in that county. Well, they'll do a huge street festival, maybe in their own downtown or whatnot. Um, I know one of our neighboring um, counties does a Shakespeare festival. And so people like dress up in sort of that like Shakespearean time and whatnot and then do different things that way. Uh, Also, our zoo and our uh, parks do free movies here and there. And so it's just like bring your picnic blanket and your chairs and uh, sometimes they'll serve dinner or have food trucks there Mm -hmm. and to enjoy that time. Yeah, obviously it's going to be more comfortable to watch the the movie because they're going to be typically older movies like Toy Story or this or that. And and obviously it's going to be more comfortable to do that in your home. But going out, making an event of it is just really going to be a a memorable experience as a family. Mm -hmm. And if you live in a smaller town where maybe that kind of stuff doesn't happen, because recently I took my girls on 
uh, earlier this month on a daddy-daughter dance. Mm -hmm. It was on May 4th. May the 4th be with you. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And it was interesting because I posted it on social media and someone commented and they were like, is is this like, do do these daddy-daughter dances happen all the time? Because I just I've I've heard of them, but I I don't really know. And and he he was saying that in his town it's so small that a lot of times they don't do stuff like that. Ah. So I would say on that note, if you live in a really small town mm-hmm. or area, then if you want to, why don't you throw the free movie? Yeah, right. You could That'd partner awesome. partner with the church mm-hmm. uh, because most churches are going to have a projector that they could probably lend you, mm-hmm. or you could do it. You know, at you know, in the parking lot of a church or this or that, you can rent equipment. But but for you to actually do that, maybe as a family and say, "Hey, kids, let's go and and be a blessing to our entire neighborhood and 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 gather together and you know, spread out flyers and and, oh, that and show would be the movie. So I mean, fun. yeah, it would be a lot of fun and very uh, you know, a way to to help your kids learn how to start things and Mm -hmm. serve others and be entrepreneurial as well. I agree. That's a great idea. All right. Number eight, uh, visit a local farmer's market or pick your own fruit farm. Mm -hmm. We just did that the other day. So I'd always amazes me that strawberry season happens so quickly in Nashville. Uh, In Canada, it happens around June and here it was like end of April and they're ready. But uh, we always go every year because honestly, like fruit that you pick yourself or anything that you pick yourself that has been grown right there tastes amazing. It does. It's it's crazy how different it tastes Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it's ripened on the vine. Right. Compared to the stuff that you buy in the store. Exactly. It's not like that. Right. And I think it's always beneficial for our kids to see um, how things are grown. Mm -hmm. And secondly, like how to take care of it. So there's certain ways that, you know, you pick fruit and you don't pick fruit or you don't go stomping through the berry field because you might hurt, you know, then squish the berries. And also that it's hard work. You know, sometimes we think... We uh, we don't know where food comes from, so we just go to the grocery store and things are packaged perfectly. And, you know, I remember we were growing our own carrots and they were all like nubby. <laughs> and our kids are like, oh, these are so gross. We're not going to eat these. And I'm like, that's actually what they look like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're yes. just grown a specific way for the grocery store. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, and it does really give them a different appreciation and outlook toward food. Christina, I remember... Uh, we've we've done this a few times with our kids, but you read a book about this um, this family that went to France to learn about uh, how the French raised their kids mm-hmm. and how they the the French kind of raised their kids to help out in the kitchen from a young age and and cook and you know just this, this whole appreciation food. of the food. That's so right. so what we did after reading that book is mm-hmm. like, hey, once a month, kids, you can identify the menu. And mm-hmm. we haven't done this every month. We've done it a few times now. Mm-hmm. But hey, kids, you pick the menu. We're going to go and pick out, you know, buy all the groceries, all the items, and we're going to cook it all together mm-hmm. to, re- to really teach them the appreciation of food rather than just saying, oh, food's all whipped up. Here you go. And they scarf it down and leave. Uh, so it's this idea of, um, you know, respecting and and, and growing that. Yes. And actually, uh, on a side note, that book was talking about, um, it was an American family who moved to France mm-hmm. and experienced that. And, uh, 
they were saying, your kids eat escargot? Like, it was just one of those, like, how how are your kids eating anything that you've placed in front of them? Yeah. And she was saying, and I don't know if this is a generalization, but she was saying French children are not picky yeah. because they understand that um, food is love, basically, mm-hmm. and that they're really involved in everything that is made and and handled and what there's a, there's a deep, deep respect That's cool. for the food that That's they cool. eat. So go to inbetween.org backslash episode 18 to to get a link to that book and, and to learn a little bit more about that book as well as to get all the show notes for The wait is over. Find out what happens in the thrilling conclusion of the 12th Dead Sea Squirrels book, Babylon Breakout. Hi, I'm Mike Naraki, co-creator of VeggieTales, voice of Larry the Cucumber, and author of The Dead Sea Squirrels. Get ready for more daring rescues and hilarious jokes as Merle and Pearl and their animal friends embark on a ridiculous mission to bust the kidnapped Gomez family out of Babyland, a Bible-themed amusement park with talking animals. Young readers will love the nutty misadventures of 10-year-old Michael and his friends and will learn all about biblical life lessons such as forgiveness and friendship. Read all 12 Dead Sea Squirrels books. Available wherever books are sold. This episode, but let's go to number seven, Christina. All right, number seven. Um, well, there are some ways that you can save some major cash and also visit a cultural major attraction. I know those can be so expensive. Yeah, and uh, like we're talking about the mu- like museum or art gallery or zoo. Like a science you know, center, place. Yeah, exactly. yeah an aquarium. Um, if you look on those websites, or sometimes there's actually bloggers who will post like all of the all of the free or half off days, they usually have a free admission day. And I know that's going to be, you know, probably a little busier than others. Yes. But there's probably um, good times that you can go like very first in the morning or maybe, you know, an hour or two hours before it closes. Or you can just say, hey, it's going to be busy, but this is something that we really wanted to see and we can't afford to do it on a normal price admission day. So, Let's do it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So for example, um, I was following um, a lady from the Tennessean and uh, she helps kind of put out everything that's free or really she helps people save money. And one of the things she said, this is for local people in Nashville, is that the Frist has a free admission day on the last day of school because mm. they're uh, reopening their children's part. Okay, so yeah. it's just kind of stuff like that. You're going to have to do a little bit of digging. Like I said, um, sometimes, you know, Facebook or Google is going to be your best friend. But if there's somewhere specific that you want to go, like let's say the zoo and be like a uh, free admission day, 2018 yeah. Nashville zoo or something and see what pops up. Yeah. And that's going to be a fun time. I mean, there are some museums and places where you really only want to go once a year and that's enough and, and other yeah. places where you want to go multiple times. So I know this isn't about exploring your city in particular, but just a side note, uh, it's uh, most museums, actually science types of museums have an agreement uh, across um, the U.S. and Canada, where if you are, if you're a member in one, mm-hmm. you actually get free admission in all the other ones. So, for example, when I was up in Vancouver and I brought Macarios there, I was up for, up there for work and I was able to spend a couple days. Uh, well, the weekend with my family, we actually went to Science World in Vancouver, which is actually a lot more expensive than getting in this one. Mm-hmm. But because I had membership here, 
we were able to get in free for there. So that's that's pretty cool to explore other cities as well. Zoos, I think it's like it's not price, yeah I think. yeah it's not free. So definitely, uh, especially with all the emphasis on STEM. Actually, we should do like an episode on STEM and STEAM. Yeah, yeah, that'd, that'd be, be awesome. Fun. And how we're trying to integrate that with our mm-hmm. kids. Uh, but yeah, that's just a little bit of a of a side thing. All right, so number six, mm-hmm. uh, invite a family that you've been meaning to get to know over for a meal. And you all know how we so <laughs> encourage community, right? I think this is, if you haven't done it and you've already listened to the episode and you're thinking, oh, I haven't done it yet. Yeah. If they say it one more time, <laughs> it means it's go time. Yeah. It's go time, guys. Yeah, it's go time, especially in the <laughs> summer, especially. Right. Yeah. And what's easier than like grilling hot dogs? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, or and, yeah. I guess in camp, barbecuing hot dogs or whatnot. Um, yeah. And be sure. <laughs> yeah. And be sure when you invite them over, don't have everything ready when they come over. Because mm-hmm. then, you know, it's it's even more stressful. It's like, oh, they're coming over at three, four. I need to start preparing at two and this and that. So, no, just just have them over. And while they're over, hang out and cook while hanging out. Right. And when everyone's finished eating, clean together and hang out. Yeah. Or use just gonna paper be, plates. Yeah, or exactly. Whatever, and that's just going to be, be a lot more. Stru- yeah. All right. So here's going to be for those who are like, I don't know what to cook, whatnot. This is going to be your menu. Okay. <laughs> you're going to grill hot dogs or you're going to grill hamburgers or both. If you want to be super fancy, you're going to pick up nachos and salsa or some chips. Um, and then pick up like a veggie tray or make your own veggie tray, ranch dressing, and for dessert, popsicles or ice cream. Yeah. There you go, guys. Fantastic. Done. And Instagram that, take a photo, be sure to, to, uh, mention us at in between show on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Cause we'd love to see that and celebrate with you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Number five. All right. So I want you now as you're listening. If it's not awkward, close your eyes and think about... Not if you're driving. That's right. (laughs) Right. Or if you're running on the treadmill, don't close your eyes. I've tried and I've fallen. So, (laughs) keeping it real. (laughs) You didn't tell me that. Well, I've fallen a few times. That's probably why I don't want to treadmill anymore. (laughs) It's been awkward at the Y. Yeah. Uh, So, think about your favorite type of food, Okay. So whether that be pizza or ice cream or, or escargot. you know, mac and cheese, whatnot. <laughs> have you ever eaten escargot? I have. Okay. Many yeah. times, actually. My dad makes really good escargot. So, but going back to point five. So, and I know everybody has that like favorite pizza joint or, you know, that ice cream place they always go to because yep. they know your name or they know your order. That's so great. Mm. But point five is not about that. Point five is going out of your comfort zone and finding a place that's unique to your city that serves your favorite food. So whether that be like a pizza joint in a completely different part of the city or ice cream or donuts. Um, I mean, I think Nashville is one of the great, you know, uh, cities for food. And there's always these different things that are popping up. So you hear it all the time. like, hey, try this, you know, pizza place or try this new ice cream place. Go for it. Just, you know, bring your kids and kind of enjoy ice cream after dinner. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be so much fun just to explore that too. Yelp is a great app to be able to do that. And if you're on Twitter, uh, I know most cities have kind of like a, uh, you know, like foodies. There's a lot of foodie type of accounts. 
if you are in a little bit of a larger city on mm-hmm. Instagram or Twitter. So I follow um, a couple of them and, and it's cool to see kind of what people what's are. Popping up. Yeah, what's popping up, mm-hmm. what's new. So it's it's a fun experience as well. All right. Is it number five? No, I think that was number five. All right, number number four. four. (laughs) We wrote them in different, like, numbers. (laughs) We were going to do a countdown, so that's why we're like, what are we on? It's confusing. (laughs) Okay, number four. Take a different mode of transportation just for the fun of it. That's fun. That's fun. I know there's a a train Mm -hmm. that runs in our city, and it goes kind of downtown out to our neighborhood, and, and I haven't been on it yet. But I know you have brought the kids downtown. Yes. To, and sometimes it's like you, you go all the way downtown, you guys get off, grab ice cream, hang out, and then you just go back. Really? It's like a <laughs> two and a half hour kind of round trip because unfortunately it's just a commuter train. So we can't stay. We're, we're kind of, you know, uh, onto their schedule. Yeah. And so we'll after school, we'll grab a few friends and be like, hey, let's take the train downtown. And like you said, like there's a great ice cream place downtown that makes their own ice cream and has mm. all these different flavors. We'll walk by, walk by the water a little bit and then get back on the train. Yeah. The thing about this point is for as an adult taking the bus, the train, you know, the subway. subway. I mean, these are very mundane you know, you just kind of do it there. You just do it to get from destination A to destination B. But for your kids who are always in the car, mm-hmm. or even if they do take the bus and the subway with you, a lot of times it's just to go back and forth from school or mm-hmm. to the grocery store or this or that. So it's it's just, I mean, to, to actually take it for a fun outing and to say, hey, we're not going the normal route or you've never been on this, so we're going to go on it for the first time. Looking at the train or the bus or the subway through their eyes is a fun way to just kind of see the, I mean, to give them a new experience. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And also we realized we were taking the train and then we uh, were walking downtown. Like we live in the suburbs, so we don't really walk a lot to different mm-hmm. places or not even sidewalks. Yeah. We used to live in the city. Yeah. Which, which we really enjoyed. Like we literally walked everywhere. really yeah. enjoyed it. So this has been different. Yeah. But I remember the kids were like, mommy, what's that flashing hand? And I was like, what? What flashing hand? I'm looking all around me and I'm like, my other friend was like, oh my goodness, they don't even know a crosswalk. <laughs> it's true. I was oh, like, yeah. y'all gonna have to well. get out into this anymore. <laughs> I couldn't believe they were like seven and six at that time. Oh, uh, goodness. Yes. Suburbia. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Number two, visit no. a state park. Number, yeah. No. Number yeah. three. No. Oh, oh yeah. I've mixed one. Sorry. And this is my favorite. (laughs) Okay. Number three, search out a used bookstore. Find a fun touristy place to eat. Afterwards. Yes. So um, I know we're speaking a lot about Nashville, but that's where we live right now. There is a huge used bookstore. Yeah, McKay's. Right. And it's not just in Nashville. There's a few other. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know. Mm -hmm. Well, that kind of brings it down a notch. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's not like it's across the states. No, 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 it's not across <laughs> the states. There's a few, I'm totally like kidding. I'm not like that. Yeah, I'm not so. like that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so um, and it just has uh, so many genres under one roof, and so you know we'll go and we'll actually. I would call even beforehand and say, hey, uh, if we bring used books, do we get a credit? Mm-hmm. Do you buy them, whatnot? How long is the turnaround? And so we've brought boxes of books before and they said, hey, it'll probably be an hour. So we'll go and we'll, you know, look for 
different genres of what the kids are interested in. I've got a few art books and some like homeschooling stuff that I've wanted to look at for a ridiculous price. And then uh, when they tell us like, oh, this is your credits, we're like, oh, okay, well, maybe we won't, you know, maybe our our credit's $30, but it costs 50. So we'll slim down our selection or whatnot. Yeah. But I mean, used books. I mean, I love bookstores. Yes. I mean, I work at a publisher anyway, but I love books. I love bookstores, and well. and it's mm-hmm. just so fun to explore that, especially because it's it's so different going to a used bookstore versus a you know a, a chain, mm-hmm. right? Like like a Chapters or like a uh, what are the ones Books a Million or this or that Barnes and Noble. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, and so I know maybe that isn't a big enough trip, like an hour or something in a used bookstore. So yeah, like we said kind of search around maybe use Yelp or Twitter and see is there a really famous restaurant yeah or one of those <laughs> things where you wouldn't usually go to just because it's sort of the touristy spot or whatnot and yeah explore it yeah I mean for example if, if you live in kind of Nashville area we went to McKay's and then we went to the Loveless Cafe afterwards because they have famous biscuits it's kind of a really famous restaurant mm-hmm. here and it was just fun to to do the touristy thing. <laughs> yeah, it's true. All right, number two. Now we're on number two. <laughs> so uh, visit a state park. Those are usually free. Or, or provincial park. Provincial park. Or um, or if you live in Quebec, national, national park. park. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't need to go All there. All right, let's, yeah. get, let's get the ball rolling. Um, or sometimes you pay for a car load or whatnot. Yeah. And um, they usually have like a ranger station or a discovery center there. So you can go in and pick up a map or sometimes they have the rangers talking or making a presentation. And I know there's a few uh, in Nashville that have like a storybook trail or they even have one. I love it. The kids love it is they have like a mud pit basically. Mm. And so we get dressed to get dirty and there's like a water um, pump and they use sticks and basically just go to town. And um, we did a previous episode and talked about the book Barefoot and Balanced and how it's so important to get out into nature and to get dirty Mm. and it just kind of resets all your senses. And so especially after reading that book, I was like, y'all go get dirty. We're going out to these different parks and just having a, a grand old day playing with mud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to do that now, but when I was a kid, yeah, that was, that was awesome. Well, maybe Getting you need to take awesome. your advice about the spray park. Yeah. And spray park and is clean, right? Water. I don't want to get mud. All There's over water me. there. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll have to all right. talk about this more. <laughs> all right. Number one, number one. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let your kids decide what to do for the day and who they want to invite and just do whatever they plan. Yeah. How amazing is that? Like, Mm. think about when you were a kid and how many times your parents told you, this is where we're going. This is what we're doing. And sometimes you're like, and other times you're like, yay. So about creating memories that they get to be, I mean, with boundaries, but they get to be in charge of, of the day. Yeah. So, you know what? I mean, I hope you enjoyed the 10 different ways to explore your city without breaking the bank. Uh, Obviously, there's probably a lot more than that, but we just wanted to get you going. And and we really do hope and that that you would go out um, and explore the city. If you don't have kids, then do it together with your significant other. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you do have kids, do it with your kids. And honestly, 
um, post it online, tag us at in between show because we would love to see what you're doing mm-hmm, and what you're up to. Yeah. But next episode, we're going to be talking about how to handle and resolve conflict. You know what's going to happen? We're going to like fight all week. Well, we fought we- this morning. <laughs> So we might as well just record the episode <laughs> after this and then we'll be good, right? Yeah, that's right. Then we won't fight anymore until we talk about something else. But I was like, oh my goodness, that's isn't that what happens? That it's like, Oh, it's totally what happens. Yeah, <laughs> like, of course. I don't mean to have like specific current examples, but here we are. <laughs> so if you haven't yet subscribed, be sure to do so. It's free and you'll get the episode right in your app or your computer or or whatever other device you listen on for next week but remember if you haven't yet entered the draw to win a strengths finder code or or the grand prize of an hour of coaching with us it's honestly it's super easy go on itunes or apple podcasts leave a rating and review and take a screenshot and email it to us at inbetweenpodcast at gmail.com and you'll be entered All right. I can't wait to see who wins. Awesome. We'll see you next week. This episode is brought to you in part by the Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries podcast. Do you want to grow in your influence? Bow's episodes feature tips for leaders of any kind, from mentoring one woman to leading a ministry. Browse Bow's podcast at beyondordinarywomen.org.